Welcome everyone, you are listening to the I Am A Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show, it will probably suck. listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR podcast. On this episode, I talked to Jerome Egan. He has done almost 50 Spartan races since, I think, 2014. And he's going to talk to us today about those races, including his uh, New Jersey Ultra Beast that he just completed, which took him over 14 hours. And then he come back the next day and run the beast. That's pretty impressive. But anyway, here it goes. Hey, what's up, everybody? I got my friend Jerome Egan on the phone. He's going to talk to us about uh, how he got into OCRs and all the races he's been doing here lately. Why don't you introduce yourself, Jerome? Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Jerome. I am uh, 32 years old, and I've been in the OCR Arden World community for about going on four years. And uh, how I found OCR or Spartan Race, uh, one of my coworkers at one of my previous employers told me about this obstacle course race that I've never heard of. But she also hinted it was similar to Tough Mudder, because I guess Tough Mudder was the one that marketed themselves really well, and I have even heard, heard about them. So um, I decided to sign up for this uh, Spartan Sprint in Temecula, January 2014, and uh, I didn't know what to expect, and I uh, I was uh, pretty happy that I finished. It was a pretty difficult race. From what I remember, I was running and not no training whatsoever other than my regular training from being at the gym, but I had no idea what I was going to get myself into. So it was something that I just hit head on, and I kind of fell in love with the community after that i know looking at the uh your spartan profile you have done a ton of spartan races since 2014 do you know how many you've done look like over uh, no. 50 I, i've lost count i just know in 2014 i did three races it was because uh, it was like my first trifecta right so i jumped into the january 2014 into Temecula. i think i did a warrior dash in between and then I did. I must, uh, yeah, I did a word dash in between. I jumped into the Monterey Beast, and they don't do the Monterey Beast anymore. They haven't done it in the last couple of years, but it was my first beast. I think I did it in five hours and 30-some minutes. I, I, I remember that race. It was, uh, it was pretty brutal. And then uh, I got my trifecta in, um, in November, I believe, at Sacramento Super. And then I did um, the last uh, Malibu race, in December, in Jan, uh, uh, in December 2014. But to be honest, I, I do not know how many races I've done now. I've kind of lost count. It looked like a bunch. It looked like over 50 at least. <laughs> and so... Yeah, I've done, I've done my fair share. <laughs> so, and you said that you you were talking about Tough Mudder. Have you done a Tough Mudder also? I finally did my first 
stuffed mutter uh, a few months ago. Oh, it, yeah? was, it was it was different. Um, I had a good experience. It was a different terrain, a different mountain. You know, all all every race, unless I've been to the venue like, twice or three times, um, I believe every race has a different terrain, and I'm pretty excited from uh, doing it. Uh, it was at Glen Haven, I believe, in uh, San Bernardino County. Right. And um, the difference that I've experienced through Tough Mudder and Spartan racing is, um, of course, Spartan, you know, I run elite, or I try to run elite. Uh, I'm just, uh, I just run my own race like everyone should. Yes, me but uh, with Tough Mudder, it was very camaraderie. Um, the obstacles were completely different. I didn't know what to expect. I was pretty scared with some of the, the races that, um, I mean, with the course in regards to that um the one where you jump up and you grab the the rings, it is all. I'm I'm not scared of heights, but when you're looking down uh, x amount of feet, uh, my uh, you know I got a little scared. Not gonna lie. Right. So I attempted it twice, but I uh, it, it was different. But uh, I met a lot of great people from all the races. But Tough Mudder was uh, something was more less competitive and more helping people, um, and that's what I experienced with the camaraderie with Tough Mudder. Right. So, so what did you, did you like? Did you like you like Spartan better than Tough Mudders? Then probably. Um, I haven't done enough uh, Tough Mudders to to really say I think Spartan's better because I think that was my first. You know, I drank the Kool Aid in the Spartan world. You know, I finally invested in the the, the past the, my third and fourth year. Maybe if there's a budget, because OCR is not cheap. It's really um, not. Perhaps I could do a little bit more Tough Mudders in the near future. It's just, I have to work it around my Spartan schedule because I have my pass, and it's just getting to travel places is, is not as uh, cheap as or affordable because I have to work around my, my work schedule. Unfortunately, Spartan Race or OCR doesn't pay my bills, and <laughs> I have to, have to make a living, too. What do you do for a living? You got a pretty cool job. You told me a little bit about it. I work for a manufacturer. Uh, we manufacture a backing that is applied on the wall, and uh, think of all the acoustical properties. Um, a lot of people don't think about it too much, but in hotels and restaurants, um, there's the drywall. We apply the substrate that is applied on the wall, and you can wrap it on fabric. So instead of paint, you could utilize fabrics. Um, even when I was staying in Cincinnati last week, I went into the hotel room. There's fabric all over the wall, uh, kind of like decor. Uh, you don't really think about it, but there is uh, an industry. And with that, we also want to dampen or have a noise reduction in, uh, in acoustics. So in a restaurant, when it's super busy, um, our substrate that we manufacture uh, reduces the sound. And you can have a better conversation. And you can also apply fabrics and have beautiful walls or panels with, with uh, our material. And I work in, in marketing and product development, so I'm pretty fortunate that my president, who I have uh, told him about my passion with OCR and Spider Racing, he's worked around my work schedule to let me do races in New Jersey, um, in Ohio, and then I'm going to be in Chicago. Um, anything helps that I can travel and work my work schedule. Uh, I'm pretty appreciative that he's taken the investment in me to let me be happy and do my races. So that's pretty sweet. It's always helpful when you got a 
company that'll work with you going to these races because i mean if it, you you got to think because if you don't have a lot of vacation time it, it's hard to get to all these races to take advantage of the pass you know if you bought the season pass correct and i met i met and, you um, oh, oh sorry but go ahead um recently we just had a guy in our warehouse fixing a uh something uh, electrician and he was wearing his Spartan super shirt. And I was pretty, I was like, there's a Spartan. And I showed my president, I'm like, see, he's, he does races that I do. And then I told my president that then interacted with the engineer or the electrician. And the electrician went in a whole, like, two-minute conversation about how Tahoe this. It was so difficult. I got my trifecta. And I uh, was trying to tell my boss, I'm like, we're everywhere. Even one of our accounts that I worked with knew that I was, uh, she mentioned that I, uh, one of my coworkers told her that I was doing Spartan races and she told my uh, sales rep that she's in, she does a lot of races too. So it's uh, pretty interesting when people uh, that I engage with that work recently has done it. And then I, I told my president, he gets to hear it from their point of view too, rather than just me all the time. That's cool. Do you think he ever gets tired of listening to it? <laughs> <laughs> Do I ever get tired of what? Do you think your president ever gets tired of hearing about OCR? Uh, no, I think it's a, uh, with OCR in general, I, I use it as positive. Um, you know, I've been sober for a long time uh, from uh, narcotics, uh, not my proudest moment, and I'm in a better place um, as I grew older, but I use all my energy. I, I know that I am the company that I keep. Um, if I'm, you know, unfortunately, if I'm having a good time, but I'm around people that aren't positive i could end up being in their realm and i try to take myself out of that element and try to surround myself by, by new and awesome people that encourage me to and support each other and i've learned that from the ocr community of course now everyone's competitive in the elite waves but i've met really great people throughout the united states and yourself and i'm pretty blessed that i've made friendships uh the last couple of years that's cool uh congratulations on being sober um thank you and I met you in New Jersey, and in New Jersey, you ran the Ultra on Saturday, and then you ran the Beast the next day, and then what did you, you didn't run anything that next weekend, and then what did you do? What was a Rugged Maniac? Yeah, um, I did, yeah, then I did Rugged Maniac. And then you did Ohio back-to-back last weekend. Correct, Correct. and then um, I have a break. Um, this weekend, and then I fly to, um, or no, I drive to Monterey for the Super, and uh, then the next weekend I'll be in Chicago back-to-back days, Saturday and Sunday. So I have a full schedule, and then after that I should have a mini break for a month. Um, I kind of just need to take a break for a little bit, and uh, and uh, I'm going to slow down from there. But I think Kentucky is my next race in mid-July. So it's like a 40-day difference, but it, it's good for me to just rest. I want to know. I want to know, <laughs> know how you recovered from all of these races to where you were able to run them pretty much almost every weekend. <laughs> were you not sore going into these races? Uh, going into the, the Ultra Beast was something that I've been training for for the last five months. I needed some type of. Um, I definitely needed. You know, I have asthma, so I go at how my do you own too? pace. But with um, with the Ultra Beast since January, I've been doing double laps 
every single race because we've had a good chunk of Southern California races in Arizona, in Las Vegas, in San Jose. In between, we've had terrain race and uh, tough mudder. And within the last four months, I've been compacting myself by race and race, but I've been doing multiple laps, just trying to get the momentum because when I did the Ultra Beast, um, I did the Beast the first half within the five and a half hours. I mean, that's pretty decent. That's pretty good. But then I had to make it to the cutoff, and I couldn't stay as long because I needed to, to just get out there. And during the second lap, it was just super brutal because you don't see anyone on the course. You, In my head, I wanted to quit. I wanted to, to just stop because it, you know I'm drained but I kept on going and um, the, the training that I've been doing with the double laps at all the races I kind of just had this mental thought to just finish it and I just kept on going and it took me 14 hours to finish but uh, with all the training that I put in and the, the sweat I think I cried for like 10 minutes because <laughs> you're I was, I was mentally by myself I was physically and mentally by myself on the course of the mountain and of course I did a later wave so all the people that ran earlier you know, they probably had a little bit of advantage you know just getting farther ahead because they had an earlier start time which I would have preferred but when I did the transition to the second lap um, a lot of people decided to not do uh, to not do the, the second lap so it was a uh, pretty interesting but like I said you know um, the ones that were along the course with myself I pushed I, taught, I met this guy named Seb and we maintained um, communication the last couple of weeks but he said without me pushing him because I told him like we gotta go we we, we trucked it and of course I had to like leave him because he was kind of a little bit slower because I think on the Ultra Beast you can't really wait for anyone except yourself you're, the, right. you're your own competitor because as, as much as you want to go with other people and someone like you just want to get it done exactly you make all the cutoffs yep because that, that's that's that, like, that's your main pusher there is am i going to finish <laughs> correct and with the cutoffs like i was ahead by the cutoffs for my 45 minutes to an hour so it was uh, something that i was just i was pretty proud because i think they pushed the timing technically till nine, and then they gave us until ten p.m. But I finished by nine p.m. Oh, so that's I'm awesome. pretty glad that um, you know uh, that bucket. I was not happy toward the end, but um, I was fortunate to have finished it, and uh, and I did the beast the next day. <laughs> yeah, did everybody hear that? Man did a fourteen-hour ultra beast, and then the next morning at nine o'clock, he was in the corral right beside me, and we did the beast again. See, I just did the beast. I didn't do the ultra beast and then do the beast on Sunday. That's just crazy to me. <laughs> I know a lot of people did it. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I didn't go, I just went at my own pace. I kind of slowly walked it. I, I just trucked along and, you know, I told myself that this is something I just pushed myself, but I did it. I think I did the beast within eight hours, but it was glad. I mean, I just literally just did it and uh it was rewarding to get that medal in the end and to get my double trifecta and i was just uh i couldn't like i was pretty surprised myself that i did it it was kind of like wow and to re the recovery um i think i flew back on the following tuesday i believe yes i uh, i think monday no the monday was the next day and then i flew back and my body uh the soreness did not hit until two days later. 
So right. it was pretty brutal. But um, nevertheless, I had a good uh, opportunity to, you know, also be there for work. And on top of that, I, I was in training all week because I was on a business trip. So business came first, and I was everywhere for like nine days before the race. So it was it was exhausting living out of my suitcase, going on business trips, traveling from Boston to Maine to Maine to New Jersey, New York to New York to New Jersey. And I was the last person to get my uh, a pass or my uh, bib. On uh, I rushed from New York City, and then I uh, tried to get some. I couldn't go to sleep that well. I had a uh, I was pretty anxious, and then uh, Sunday after the Ultra Beast, I my body just woke up. I'm like, am I really doing another race again? <laughs> and I did. So, and then I flew back home Monday and went back to the office on Tuesday. So it was a it was a good experience, and uh, I showed you know I showed my president my buckle, and my buckle was right on my cubicle at my desk, just reminding me that. You know, when, you know, I look at it at life, kind of just like, just move on forward and you could always accomplish your goals. And one of the goals was getting my ultra beast. And I don't think I would do Tahoe or Vermont, maybe so. Maybe, I'm not quite sure, but when I did uh, the beast in Tahoe last year, it took me seven and a half hours with the swim and everything. And right. I, I don't know if I could push myself that hard. Maybe next year, maybe mm. next year. But for once, at least... Now, I don't know what the DNF rate for the, the Ultra Beast is, but I just know I ran my own race and I kind of secretly judged people because I knew they were way behind me, but they got ahead of me for some reason. But like I said, I knew they maybe cheated, but in the end, I know I consciously did the race and I did it and I just went through all the obstacles. And I probably did a lot, of, I did a lot of burpees, but it was, uh, it was uh, rewarding and that buckle means a lot to me. You need to get a belt for that buckle and start wearing it, man. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I totally wear mine. But you can pull it off. It's easier to pull that off in South Georgia because everybody's got big belt buckles down here in the South. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, Southern, Calif Southern California, not so much, but depending <laughs> on the area. You could start a new trend, brother. True. <laughs> so uh, when you were doing the Ultra... What was probably the worst part about the race to you? Uh, when I was doing the ultra, I, it's not that it was worse. Let me think right now for a second. I just was over the mountain after we did the transition. I thought it would be been an easy transition, but I was like, really? It was all steep. Yeah. It was just up. And I was like, I was not digging the mountain. I think um, there, what I... What I, I mean, I just finished the Ohio Beast, and I think that was really good running. And, of course, the Ultra Beast is probably one of the hardest races, and that's why they choose all the trains. But I'm just not a fan of, like, 10 miles of mountains. Like, oh, I know. Mountains. And, I mean, of course, that's how they choose it, because that makes it a break set or for everyone. But I definitely know that running on a mountain, you, you can't use all that energy. And, and I know that having to do a second lap and that's why I changed the subject for a second. Everyone's doing the Dallas Ultra because Dallas is the most flattest race ever. And I find <laughs> that would be a, I'm not, it is a super easy race. I did it last year. Yeah. So more power to everyone doing the Ultra Beast in Dallas because that's an accomplishment. But it's not, it's probably going to be the easiest train. It, I, no joke. I think, I, I agree with you. I think it, as far as like elevation go, it's going to, it's going to be pretty easy. But I bet, 
that they're going to throw a loop at everybody. I bet that race will be close to 30 miles and have just really hard obstacles, I bet. That's true. And I, that same day is the Big Bear Beast in Southern California, and it's a new venue. And I'd rather go to a new venue, and it's in California. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that race. Yeah. But I am, I am going to be at almost every single race every single month, and it's going to be interesting. But I have a break um, in July, but just to explain here, like, I think with what I disliked about it, because of course the terrain was pretty difficult with the mountains, but overall it was a good, um, it was a good race. Um, it just was brutal. I think I had nightmares from the race. Too. <laughs> so was, what obstacles did you fail? Um, I, like having done so many races now, they all blend. Right. Um, uh, so I'm trying to think of the race now. Uh, I, I'm really good at the rings. The I can do all the walls, um, sandbag, bucket. That's fine. Um, it's just if that I think the, if there was a transition one, or if it's a, what is it called, the rings with the bar, and right. then it kind of like that. That that rig is pretty difficult sometimes when your upper body strength is, is dead. Um, I think also. What else? What other obstacles do they have there? Like I said, they all blend together now. But I, I'm pretty good now at all my obstacles. Um, it took a lot of training. I mean, I finally conquered how to figure out how to do the uh, the hoist. Is right. that what it's called with the sandbag? Yeah. You're bringing it up. I, um, I finally figured the technique to that. Um, my first year at Spartan, I, I remember doing it, and I cut my finger on the rope, and I just had this phobia of, of doing it. So I never... I. I always burpeed it out because I'm like, I just can't do it. But I finally figured out the technique to, to do it, and I'm pretty fortunate. I, 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 could, I could figure that out. It took a while, definitely. And the last two years, I finally figured out how to do the rope climb um, without thinking too much because they changed it from uh, having the, the moat yeah. to, you know, the, when they had the moat with the, the, uh, the knots, now it's a plain rope. But I finally figured out the technique. Um, I personally just run, and I then I jump up as high as I could to grab it, and then I wrap my legs really fast, and it's always worked out for me. Yeah, that's kind of the way but I do it. I too. think I failed it on the second lap because my bot like you're it's already over. You're right there at the finish line after the bucket, and then you have to do, uh, yeah, you have to do the that twister, um, the the twister thing, and then you have to do the rope climb, and I'm like, I'm just done. So I just I burped it out, but I did see this military guy. Uh, throw a little bit of a tantrum. Well, on Sunday, though, when he couldn't do it, and I'm <laughs> like, all righty, buddy. I'm sorry that you're upset that you failed it. We all just can do our burpees. Yeah. So. I get that way, too, sometimes, so I can't really say anything. In Florida this past weekend, I bet when I fell off the twister, it was super wet. It was wet, and it was the first time I failed the twister. My grip was fine. I mean, there wasn't any obstacles before it. It was just my fingers just slipped right out of it. And it just, it, I was in shock. And I i bet I, I was a mile away from the festival area, but I bet you they heard me cussing. <laughs> I mean, I think it's always room for improvement. And, of course, we always want to have a clean race. Yes. But, you know, everyone's doing their own race. And, and unfortunately, you just have to learn the next time. Yeah. But um, I did, you know, on... On Saturday in Ohio, I did the 
what is the one when you go left to right and you get the ring, uh, the, the the chain and the the, the holes? Oh, and Olympus. Kind of like rock climbing. Olympus. Yeah, I did it on Saturday. It started to rain on Sunday, and everyone was burping. I felt bad for the the nine o'clock waves and after. Right. Because every it started to rain pretty hard, and I got hypothermia. Um, after the, I almost got hypothermia after the Tahoe Beast two years ago. Right. And it was probably the most upsetting race I've ever done because that was my only DNF. And I think with my Spartan career, the first two years was me trying to figure out if I really love this sport because I didn't want to invest, you know, my time in this OCR Spartan community and just, you know, not put my heart and soul in it. So I would always get. Uh, waves on Groupon and everything and, and when I did that for the 2015 Spartan race I got like a later wave at like 10.45 but they pushed it to 11.30 so at the 10 or 11 mile mark it started to rain and hail at the top of the mountain and I just yeah it was it was unfortunate but my body even with all the gear that I had like you know I had my long my compression everything it just I was freezing 20 of us dudes were hovering around each other, like thinking we were going to die on the mountain because <laughs> of the rain and hail. And I took the gondola back down. And, you know, when I took it, when I went down, I met up with my friends at the, the shopping center where everyone was eating and celebrating with their, their medals. And mm. I had this rain cloud over my head. And I was like, I didn't want to be, I was not in the greatest moods. And oh, I told myself from that day, that I'm going to beat this Tahoe beast the next year. And a year later, I did it. And I finally got the, the pass. Um, I started investing a lot more in my training and my uh, commitment to OCR. And getting that World Championships medal is probably, it's up there now with the Ultra Beast and my BFX medal from Battle Frog. Cool. I think the Battle Frog BFX was the one that probably one of the hardest races I've ever done because I was crying half the time because it was over 110 degrees. So, it was hot outside, and no one was doing... It was, it was the, one of the last two races of Battle Frog, and I was by myself in the hot sun. So BFX, no was me. that one of the 24 hours one? No, the BFX is when you do multiple laps. Right. And uh, you, you get a BFX medal with stars, and I... Uh, Doing a 50, I only did 15 miles, but doing it in 110 degree weather by sucked. yourself. It, and, you know, of course, sometimes I just felt like Tom Cruise and, or Tom, Tom, or what's the name? Tom Hanks, I think, in that movie where he was talking to the volleyball. Yeah. I was, I was talking to myself and just telling myself, you could get through this. But the BFX was so hot outside. I just was like, I'm. There's a picture of me crying because the <laughs> photographers took photos of me breaking down because I finally finished the race. It was only 15 miles, but it was like one of the hardest races. It was the, the third lap. I was by myself in the heat, and everyone at Battlefront was already packing up all their stuff. You, sh- you should have, like, you know, since they were taking advantage of you crying when they were taking photos, you should have just shot them a bird or something. That way it would have made <laughs> it look cool. No, no, but at the <laughs> At the same time, it, it showed my, uh, my, uh, uh, what is it called? I, I just, I was so happy to finish. Right. And so happy with being sad that I was crying that I was finally done with this, this hell of running through the heat. Running through the heat is the worst. 
any shape or form. Like, it's just when it's blistering hot, it's horrible. And it also when you're by yourself, on, on you know, having been on my, my by myself in the past, you know, doing multiple laps, like in terrain race, I did multiple laps and I didn't see anyone on the course. You know, I kind of just had this whole mentality that I'm by myself, but I am going to get this done. And I did for the Ultra Beast. Oh, that's cool. Because I know, like, you know, the first year of Spartan, I, we did every single race as a group there was about four or five of us and we went to almost every single race so even if we might not have been beside each other running together the whole time i still knew i had friends out there and it's still kind of you know i ain't gonna say it helped you finish but it was just good knowing that you had somebody else there that was going through what you were going through correct so that's i mean I have to give you props just for, you know, going to all those races on your own and doing that. And you're still doing that today, too, aren't you? Yeah, there's not that many OCR racers in Ventura County where I'm from. Ventura County is in between uh, Santa Barbara and Los Angeles. I'm north in the suburbs. Uh, it's a pretty big city. It's the suburbs still, but I haven't met that many OCR racers. There's no OCR race. I mean, unless. I'm blind, but I think I've seen, like, a couple t-shirts, but when it comes to, like, I know where my Southern California friends live. They live in Huntington Beach or Riverside County, and but when it comes to this area, I haven't met any SoCal racers. Wow. So. That's the same way it is in my town. In Texas or in the South, uh, and I heard Ohio has a really big uh, OCR community, too, but. Unfortunately, in my area, I haven't met that many, but maybe, maybe uh, one day. Well, I'll hopefully make like an 805 group on uh, West Coast Spartan and see if anyone's uh, an OCR Spartan racer. Surely there's got to be some of them. Can't be as bad as where I'm from. <laughs> For sure. <clears throat> so, so the Ohio race, last year they said the Ohio race, they used a lot of the terrain as best as they possibly could to find as many hills. Was it like that this year, or was it pretty much a runner's course? It was a runner's course this year, but then the last four miles is when they through the, the muddy mountain. I remember that. I remember it just being mountains and everything, but it was. I remember the race being super muddy, and the last uh, four miles of this course in Ohio is definitely uh, – they, they used part of the same course from last year. But this year definitely is, I'm pretty proud. I think last year I did it within four to like five hours or so. But with all my training, I mean, I busted it out in three hours and 50 minutes, which I'm, I think it's my best time, if not my second to best time for a beast, because I did really well at the, the Carolina Beast. But Carolina Beast was pretty uh, pretty flat, too, for what I remember in Winsboro. Yeah. They found more heels for it in last year but in 2015 yeah it was pretty flat yeah i didn't go last year but i ran in 2015 and um i like to travel i mean with spartan racing uh, ocr it got me to explore the united states a lot more i mean some people live in their bubble some people like are complacent where they're at or where they're situated and um this you know i'm single and no kids i have a good corporate job and i i do what i love and i i love you know, seeing all my friends on the course. Of course, we're all competitive toward each other, but everyone runs their own race. Um, you see good-looking people all throughout the course. That motivates you to work out and get all the eye candy from male or female. And at the same time, you just kind of just uh, 
appreciate the what's out there, and then it motivates me to work out more, more harder. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'd say that kind of works for me, but I think I like pizza too much. <laughs> and donuts. I can't leave out donuts. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I totally feel you there. The first time I ever got on a plane, it was to go to a Spartan race. I mean, I've traveled, you know, to, to Texas, to New Jersey, to Virginia for the first time, and it was for a race. I'm always... <laughs> It's amazing how once you get into the sport, it just makes you want. It, it makes you take that extra step to travel more. Definitely. I guess it's just when you get when you get into it, you're just passionate about it. Yeah. But I think uh, I need to. I only mainly travel for the beast because uh, I super as much as I want to do it. It's just you know, there's a lot of races every single week, but it is also a budget thing. I mean. No, I don't want to have the type of really group of friends to just like get a hotel room. Um, I did it in Tahoe two years ago when I roomed with a couple of Spartans. But sometimes after a race, you want your own space. Oh yeah. Kind of just want to just have a hotel room where you can just lay down and rest and recover. Um, like I said, like it, uh, I haven't had that many good friends where I could just get a room or anything and just crash. But no, I think uh, I just like having my own personal space. If that makes sense. You know, I just like my own room. Or I just like chill out. But. Uh, it was kind of cool two years ago rooming with like Ken Spartans and oh, playing Lord. card games and hearing everyone's stories. And, you know, one of my buddy, Chad, he, uh, he's a super fast runner. And he went out the night before the Ultra Beast in uh, Tahoe two years ago. And he finished it the next day. I'm like, but you, I went to bed before you. <laughs> 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 I'm like, all right. And then he uh, did the Ultra Beast a um, couple weeks ago. Uh, in Jersey, and he did it like he's super fast, and he's a great guy. I'm really glad I were friends. And you know, I was in, um, and I went to Boston. I stayed with him when I went on my business trip. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I have met you and a lot of great people out there. And I'm still continuously meeting more people throughout the state. Like on the, I'm, I'm, people are starting to recognize me, which is pretty amazing. I guess They're like, hey, it's Jerome. I'm like, hey, so it's a, uh, you know, it's fun. I like I, it's nice to see people like recognize people too you know yeah it, it's cool you know it's, it's like you said this community is just it's out of this world you know it's it's different than anything else you know you see people and 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 i've said it before you know when you when you run the elite heat you see a lot of the same people all the time because they travel to most of the races and once you meet them it, it's just it, you know, you start talking to them at all the races, and I always try to, you know, go up to somebody and talk to them at every race, just because I want to meet new people, just people I can cheer on in the middle of a race, you know, or, you know, just friendly trash talk. It's always fun. That's but, true. Uh, and, um, when I did when I did the the beast on Sunday, and people were like drunk too, I'm like I can't, I don't know where you are. It's like do it, make it. I'm like, and I failed, and they're like, and then my buddy like popped out of nowhere, he's like. You burpees, we're gonna count them with you. I'm like, uh, yes, thanks, guys. I could count my burpees with y'all. So, but it's uh, it's encouraging, you know. And I, I met some great people that did the beast, and they took them 14 hours to do it. It took them 14 hours to do the beast, but they were trucking along to get it done because it was toward the end of the, the ultra beast, and a lot of people were doing the beast, and a lot of uh, all all ages and sizes and they got their beast done and i was super happy for the people that i was finishing it up with i, I thought it was a really like tremendous for them to, to 
get this done. Yeah, man. I, I met so many people doing the ultra just because you, you'll get into that just maintain pay, pace and you'll run for like a mile or two miles and somebody will be about that same pace and you'll just strike up a conversation and talk into the next obstacle, you know. It was, the the ultra beast is a is it's an ultimate experience and if anybody's never done one i would suggest they train for it and they got to at least do one <laughs> yeah it's um i wouldn't unless you have some type of ocr training and it's always amazing when i've met people on the course that never done a beast before but it's the first one like me i mean i did my first beast it was my second race ever for spartan but uh i would always guide people and, like i would suggest you know, that, that's great that this is your favorite. You know, I would always tell them, have fun, best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> but I would never tell anyone to do an Ultra Beast. I'm like, you know, with my training, and I'm not, like I said, the fastest, but I know how to do my best. This definitely, the Ultra Beast is a different ballpark. It's it, yes. definitely more mental. It's mental. I believe it's more mental the second half. Right. I I guess if, if, if you've done a couple of beasts and you, you feel like you, you've got that under control and you want that next challenge, the ultra's there. And But to me, the most, the craziest thing about an ultra is, is when you come out of the gate, you've got this feeling in your head that, am I going to finish this race? And You've got that feeling until the end of the race, and it and it pushes you to to try harder, you know. And I remember when I did mine because I did mine in 2016, and yeah, in New Jersey. Okay. And like right out of the gate, you jumped over the hurdles, you know, and then you just took this left turn, and it went up this hill that just went on and on, and I'm thinking, man, I'm fixing to have to do this for the next 10 hours, and it was like, that. it was a, you know, a game changer, because you're just wondering, I mean, it just, it makes you doubt yourself, am I going to be able to do this, and to me, that was just the biggest thrill, because you're wanting to finish this race, and you're scared, or, you know, you might not do it. Correct. And that was just. You, I mean, to me, I I had to make you know I just had this whole thing that I had to I have to be by these uh, cutoff times. I was like, I need to get them, you know. And I remember just you know trying to just I wanted to rest after the transition, but I met my buddy Zeb, and I'm like, we gotta go, dude. We gotta go now. We can't because we had 40 more minutes at the. Oh, we didn't want to be like we definitely needed to get away, and I'm like, we gotta do the second lap. But um, I remember when I was. Uh, finished doing the rope climb at the end and it was uh you know, the, you know you're going around and you see the what is it called the chairs and you're like you see the finish line and people are like ultra got this finish it now and it's I'm awesome. like, i am so over this race but i am done and i went to that you know because they don't have the buckle at the end you have to go to that booth and right i'm like i did it i i i did it wow and then I went to go rush to get my bag so I could take a photo. <laughs> and uh, you Gotta can have see a photo. the look on my face. Or well, two of the photos. One looked like the happy face, but it's like there's another one next to the, the board with the chalk. And I kind of looked like I was there, but I was not there because I was so drained. <laughs> yeah. I remember. So, uh, 
like when we finished mine, I had two other guys that were still out there finishing. And uh, they had the drop bin area was kind of a little bit higher up than it was this year, like up on a hill. It was almost right beside the top of the starting gate. And I remember walking up that hill and my knees were just hurting me so bad. I, I was just thinking, man, I don't know. I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it up there to get our drop bins and bring them back down. I was so sore and busted up. <laughs> yeah, it was It was very, when I, when I got my, my drop bin out at the end and I couldn't even open my bucket because I was so exhausted. I had to have the security or someone in line to just open it so I could grab the food. I just, I was done. I had to talk to someone for 45 minutes when I was um, <laughs> driving home to make sure I was alive. And then uh, I just had a, I just passed out. Well, I couldn't really pass out because my body was so sore that I kind of woke up and I'm like, is it really 5 in the morning again or 4.30? <laughs> I'm like, do I need, am I going to do a beast? Yep, I'm going to do a beast. I know at least it was nice that the beast started at 9 o'clock instead of 7.30. That's true. I didn't I know how to act. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I my hat is off to anybody that can run an ultra on Saturday and then come back on Sunday and run the beast because there was no <laughs> way I could have done that last year. I was done. I had two sticks that held me up. <laughs> so that was my, uh, and someone on the, you know, I met my fair share of uh, not too nice people on the course. Because, you know, they thought I was cheating. They're like, you're not supposed to use your sticks or something on the on the elite. I'm like, did you do an ultra beast yesterday? I don't think so. <laughs> and I said, do your own race. And I wasn't putting up with people being dicks. And I've, I've experienced my fair share of people that are, you know, I'm all the way to the right. On your left. I'm like, I know, I'm on your right. Now, I've never... Like, I, it's like, that, that's like bugging me when I'm ready. I know the whole running ethics what we could do but like you're you just run left of me that's that's the rule don't like i already know you're on your left now i've never heard anything saying you couldn't use any kind of sticks all i've heard is is whatever gear you start with in elite you have to finish with it and you've got to yeah and you got to take it through all the obstacles with you but i've never heard you couldn't use it I just think because I was holding myself up and I just was so tired. Um, that guy was just trying to ask me, like, You're, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just tired, man. Like, do you, boo. Just yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah, and it's like, like I'm, I mean. It, races. I'm sorry, continue. It's like, I'm not going to be in the top three anyway. What does it matter if I got a stick helping me, you know? <laughs> yeah. And when I asked, you know, uh, the, I, you know, when I was uh, on, the, on the beast and some people were like, you were here yesterday. I'm like, yep. For the ultra, I'm like, yep. Like, I need to use the paddle or whatever it's called on the, you know how the ladies can jump on it? I'm like, I don't have, I can't muster the strength. Right. Like, okay, you're fine. And then the, during the spear throw, they're like, they, they let people have, they're that run, like, just try it multiple times. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, and I, you know, I just kept on trying. And I need to, that's what I admit. I definitely need to invest in getting hay and an arrow or something. And, and training like that is something that i've only landed four times in my life i tell you what the only way you can get better at it is to practice and yeah and i practice it pretty regularly and i would say i have a good throw but my accuracy sucks like when i miss it 
the throw's perfect. It just misses. <laughs> I, it's, it's an accuracy but thing I for me. The, the, I hit the sign. That's like the positive. So I'm like, okay, I hit it though. Then yeah. It fell. But like, I actually made a hitting you no know, without like throwing it and it went to the far left or the far right, you know? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <clears throat> Hey, Jerome, I got a few questions I'm going to ask you, and it's kind of like my favorite kind of questions to ask, and I usually, I usually ask everybody. So um, before a race, what is, like, your pre-race ritual? Like, what kind of supplement you might use before a race or, you know, what kind of food you eat for before a race? Uh, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes, like, the night before, I made a better this year to not go out drinking the night before and I've done that last year or the last couple I'm like yeah I'm gonna have a few drinks because I usually think I'm on vacation time yeah. and I'm like crap I should have drank or like I'm a little tired but uh, recently within this year um, I try to get car- I try to get carved up uh, the night before uh, like pastas and rice and trying to just get as much energy and uh, food as possible in my system because I know that if it's a long race I'm definitely, not, you know, going to be, you know, I definitely need to be full, at least the night before. Um, and then for breakfast, I've been pretty bad recently because hence I, not, I'm not from the location. So my buddy Tristan and I did the the Beast uh, yeah, in Ohio and we just ended up going to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> but normally I try to eat healthy the weekend of, I try to get good carbs. Uh, and then the night before or the morning of, I try to just get some some type of re- breakfast for me. Uh, I'm not as diligent, which I should, in regards to the protein, because if, if it's a California race, I have all my proteins, like my powder and everything, but I really try not to fly with protein. Right. On the airplane, it just, yeah, it just, I don't want to get stopped, and I exactly. my bag has been stopped multiple times because they've had a, they throw the medals, and they've sometimes thought it was like a, something, so I try not to bring any powders on the airplane. It just, yeah, but uh, I try to just have a good breakfast, something in my system, and then try to get a good night's rest and carve up the night before. And usually for recovery, I treat myself out to really great food, like pastas or I went to a buffet after the after the race this past weekend. I was super hungry, and uh, I try to just eat healthy. And I I eat pretty healthy almost on a daily basis. I I don't eat out. I eat at home. I you know and. But usually when I travel for business, I usually try to eat quasi healthy, but at least good a good night's rest before the race, right. and at least uh, some good carbs. Right. Yeah, I usually just I I try to eat healthy when I'm at home, but when I go on a race, I pretty much just you know I just eat like crap. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know I why. Though, I'm just starving know, yeah. after a race. I don't know what it is. And I'm about sick of those cliff bars they give us. <laughs> yeah, I don't eat. I just, um, I like I said, after race, of course, I hover around and everything. But I definitely just try to find, you know, you know. I think after uh, the beast on in uh, in uh, uh, Jersey, uh, one of my, I met them at races. They're one of the vendors that uh, works with Spartan, and we ended up going to a uh, a restaurant, literally not too far from the venue, and it was like bomb. Um, spaghetti and I'm like this is delicious oh I bet alright uh, so uh, in Spartan well I mean it doesn't really have to be Spartan races what obstacle 
do you dread the most? They change it up. To, uh, I mean, I've seen, like, Spartan is finally trying to, they haven't really innovated as much. Right. But uh, are you saying Spartan or in general, at least the races that I've done, or just Spartan? Uh, just just or, in general, what obstacle do you dread the most? Well, at first I was, you know, really dreading, uh, you know, the one where I, you know, I was bleeding because of the rope, you know, the sandbag one, the, the, I think you heard Billy's voice. I dreaded that. When the, the new Twister, uh, I've only successfully finished it once. And also the rig, um, I'm really good. I could do all the rings. But when it's, there's been a few times where, like, it's just when you're so tired of your, your upper body shot, it's just like, you know, it definitely seems super easy when you could just go across. But it's just all that upper body strength is diminished after 10 miles and they throw in a lot of that stuff toward that yeah and they'll and put that like baseball on it and that pipe yeah and I've I've, I've grunted a few times or everything <laughs> and I'm not a fan of the 10 foot wall but I've uh, it takes me a while but I could do the walls but when you're doing like when it's super rainy and, and it's muddy and you're just doing just trying to get like you know I'm not that t- I mean I'm pretty tall uh, I'm above average but it's just sometimes hard on your body when you're like going over the wall and then you're landing on your knees you know yo yeah oh speaking of walls um in ohio they didn't have ropes on the slip wall did they they did right when i got there oh <laughs> maybe it was the so elites that did i i attempted the the one without the the rope but right when i went when i was running they put the rope down literally i was running up and then they unleash the rope. I'm like, I can't complain. <laughs> oh, well, hey, hey, they they gave you the rope. So, were were you running elite or were the open? I was heats? running elite. I was running elite. Oh wow! So they did it in about the middle of an elite heat then. Correct. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I heard my buddy Jason was there, and he had to burpee out of it because he couldn't get up it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of dangerous. Like, of course, they try to, like, challenge, but there's some some obstacles that definitely, uh, I know the whole premise of, uh, you know, that sign that shows that if you can't do an obstacle, can't, you know, but I, running up, running up a wall planted, I don't know, sometimes I just, I think that could be tricky. Oh, so, yeah. If that wall's, like, slippery or full of mud and you're trying to sprint up it, you could fall flat on your face. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, yeah, I didn't think that was a smart option, but um, I think years ago when I started doing Spartan, I mean, what obstacle that I dreaded the most? Uh, I think I remember I cut my gas. I mean, it was such an easy one. It was uh, the one that was like the wood, kind of like Karate Kid status. But I remember my first year, I, I like actually fell and I, I cut myself on my leg and I was like bleeding and I was, when I saw the side of blood, I was, I was not happy. Oh, are you but talking about when you walk across all those poles? Yeah, yeah. And they also had the burpee maker. It was kind of like the Tarzan swim, the Tarzan jump. I don't know if you remember that. Yes. But it was, um, you, you jump it, and then you go to the other side. But I think people were breaking their legs. Yeah, I only made it across. I went to four races, and I only made that once. I didn't perfect it enough, and I would just jump into the water like dang it but <laughs> but yeah but i remember that one but i really like the, the monkey bars i'm except 
we all burped it out in San Jose because it was so slippery. But monkey bars is like, I like it. That's a fun one in the rings. And, um, you know, I, I get pretty proud when I finish an obstacle. And then I'm not going to hate on people, but I see all the people burping. I'm like, see ya, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're running elite and you just passed a bunch of people because they failed it and you passed it. <laughs> Correct. I mean, I'm not gloating, but it's kind of a good feeling. You're like, I did it. Yeah, it pumps you up, man. I, yeah. And then uh, I think uh, just the never-ending bucket carry that was in Tahoe. That was over almost a mile long. Wow. That's long. That was something. I, I think I dreaded that. One of the most obstacles, it was never-ending. It was just continuously going up. And it was in, like, people were I was reading the post that everyone was complaining. or not complaining, but they're talking about how the Jersey um, Mountain. I'm like, dude, if anyone has done Tahoe Beast, that was the worst. That was definitely the worst ever. Wow. Ever. So I could I could vouch that was the worst bucket carry in my life. Because you just look up and you just don't see it. And then it veered to the right and you came around. But everyone was stopping every other feet. And with my asthma, I just like, my heart, my heart was palpitating. That's the right word. It was yeah, it, way too fast. I had to slow it down. Is that elevation, it probably didn't help your asthma at all. Yeah, it, it definitely, it's, it's hard, but I have my inhaler, and, uh, yeah. But I like the dunk wall. I don't <laughs> know how people don't like it. It's just going like underneath, it. but people are, I, I, I don't mind a dunk wall. I just try to find the most awesome picture of me coming out of it, but a <laughs> uh, dunk wall is nothing. It's, I find it fun. Yeah. Well, that lead, that leads me to my next question. What is your, your most favorite obstacle? Uh, out of all the races I've done, Spartan, Battle Frog. I really, I, I do love the rings, just all rings. That's just I could just go up and then I have this flow, and I'm like, I could do it. Um, another obstacle that I really do love is let me think. Mm, not the rolling in the mud. <laughs> uh, let me think. Give me a second. I, if it's a hot race, I like the rolling mud. If it's a cold race, I don't like it. Because, <laughs> I mean, I hope over time Spartan really definitely changes it, but it's been really repetitive, which is fine because it's, it's uh, their business. But hopefully in the next year or two they'll incorporate new stuff. But definitely the rig was different because, you know, they incorporated that kind of after Battle Frog. When you know, Battle Frog did it for their, their races, they had they kind of changed up the baseballs, and that was pretty interesting. But I've heard that um, Savage Race has really fun obstacles, and I want to I want to do Savage Race one day. Yeah, I do too. Um, if it's in my budget. Yeah, and see, I want to do all of these races. I want to do Bone Frog. I want to do Savage and Rugged, and I want to do a Tough Mudder. But man, I'm thinking. When you look at these races, you know, I mean, they're like 80 to to $100, and I'm thinking, man, I done spent $800 on this pass to do Spartan, you know. And Yeah, and that's how I look at it, too. I, I bought the pass, and I'm like, you know, maybe a race here, but it, it is, it's not cheap. It's not. I mean, I, I, I got Rugged Maniac on Groupon. I'm like, I'm not going to be competing in Elite. It's, I just want to do the race, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't need to spend, and that's what I did for Tough Mudder. I got, like, one of the later waves. I'm like... That's fine. I don't need to be in the first wave. I think just Spartan, I definitely like, you know, I like I like seeing all my friends in the beginning of the morning and everything. And then um, when I do a, um, 
from now on, I'm still going to do continuous double laps just to see how many trifectas I can get this year because I'm on the route of getting eight or nine tri- trifectas if I, uh, if I get my pace on. Yeah, because you, you already got three, don't you? Yeah, and then by next, uh, by uh, Virginia, West Virginia, I have four. And then by Killington, I'll have five. And I ha- if I do it the next day, but I don't know if that, I don't know if it's Killington is two Beasts. I think that's the pro yeah. championships. And then if I, I'm signed up for the Saturday and Sunday Beast uh, in, uh, in, in uh, Tahoe. So that'll, uh, that'll be like six or seven. And then uh, I, ha- I, have a, I have a full-on schedule for the rest of the year. And like I said, I'm looking forward to my break in July. And I just go to Kentucky to get my uh, my uh, uh, military medal. Yeah, that'll be a cool race. race. Then I'll be in Utah. Fort, are you doing later, the one at Fort Knox? Yes. That'll be a cool race, I bet. So That'll probably then, uh, be the my, coolest my, my military race. My last race is in uh, the first week of June, and then I have a break. There's no OCR races really in uh, June and July in Southern California anyway, and I, I definitely need to pay a little bit of bills. Yeah, I got my get my bill straightened out because I also had to get my car fixed. I cost me a couple thousand, wow. so it just sucks being an adult sometimes. I know it. <laughs> I know it. Yeah, that's me. This will probably be my biggest break. I'm doing Virginia next weekend, and then Asheville isn't going to be until the end of July. So it's almost almost a two month break. So I'll probably put on some weight and then cut it. For sure. <laughs> Because I think I'm going on vacation like the week after Virginia, so that'll be cool. Yeah, I think I, I'll do my vacation in Kentucky. Uh, you know, even though it's my race, but um, uh, I'm I'm still like this whole year is my whole race year. Um, I've experienced two unfortunate layoffs a couple years ago, back to back years. Right. And when I was coming back from the Ohio Beast last year, I uh, I got laid off and I came back from vacation. Oh man! I came back from Ohio and Jersey last year, but. I have my whole mentality myself is, you know, I graduated college during the recession. Um, I know when to continue. I know when to look for work. I don't like to not be busy. I need to be active. And when I got laid off, when I came back from vacation, I aggressively looked for work. And two months later, I'm with my current employer that I'll be with almost for a year. And it's a blessing and that they've, they, they've worked around my schedule. It's and awesome. they invested in capital in me. And uh, if I'm, I used to work in downtown LA in the city, and that's what I miss. But I'm pretty fortunate. I have a roof over my head, food on the table. I have my race schedule, and I just take it one day at a time. That's cool, man. And you're going to all the real big, cool races this year, too. Killington and Tahoe. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be an awesome year. Looking forward to it. (laughs) But I always try to figure out, where do everyone get those really shiny triangle medals? Is that the $15 medal that everyone buys? Like that is that your extra medal? You know how you know what I'm talking about? I've seen photos and they like get these triangle ones and I'm like, where did they get those at? Are you talking about the 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 little triangle medal that says the venue on it or the one that yeah, actually holds yeah. yeah. No, not the big one, not the one that's like the Delta or something. It's like a really small golden medal or something. Yeah. I was uh, trying to figure that out. You can buy them on the website. They're only five dollars. Uh and it'll and what it is is you got they say what venue like it, the one I just did it said the North Florida Super but then you got just uh, generic ones that say Spartan Super or Spartan Ultra Beast but uh, you can buy them at the venue and it'll be the one for the venue 
or you can uh, you can buy them online. I think if you go online, it's under Delta and then Delta Icons, I think. Good to know. I was just trying to figure it out, but I always tell myself, do I want to invest in more money in Spartan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know they got all these medals and all these different things. It's like, okay, <laughs> follow the yellow brick road, you know? That's true. It never ends. It's just like try to like, ooh, pay $5 for this. Pay $5 for that. <laughs> yeah, like I said, Spartan doesn't pay my bills, so uh, I got to try to lessen as much what I contribute to the Spartan community because it's not cheap. Yeah. And I'm pretty fortunate my mom helped me out with my pass. Well, that's like, awesome. Like, I couldn't drop all that money. So my, my parents are very um, supportive of my OCR uh, shenanigans because they know how much it's brought all this positive and good things in my life, and they, they see that. That's cool. Every every time I tell my mom I'm going to do a race, she's like, have fun, I hope you win a medal. And I was like, everybody gets a medal, Mom. <laughs> Unless you don't. <laughs> it's a participation medal, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But she's supportive, you know. Okay, so I've got two more questions for you, and I'm going to let you go. Okay. To this point... What has been your fav- your most favorite race? Uh, favorite race? Uh, let me think. It's, like I said, been so <laughs> they all blend together now. But right, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll separate them by sprint, super, and beat. Okay. So my favorite sprint was Malibu. Uh, it was a fun race. It was close to my house. Uh, it was, uh, they don't use the venue anymore. It was a really good, fast, but muddy race. And it was kind of raining, but it was close to my house. I liked it. It was my uh, second sprint ever. Um, it was a blast. Um, they used a lot of the, like, lake, uh, uh, what is it called? The races and something like Temecula. It was, I was getting sick of the venue. Uh, I think that was one of the, first, you know, that's where I did my first Spartan race. But I definitely like Malibu. For the Super, I'm not going to lie, I really did like uh, Monterey. Monterey is a fun one. It's a competitive one. That's the one I'll be at next week. Uh, of course, that's where I did my Beast. And for the Beast, um, I think I... My favorite Beast... Hmm, I think... the. Not in Southern California, not Jersey. Uh, let me think. Give me a second. I'm trying to think of all the beasts I've done. Um, I think. I think Tala was a fun beast. That was in Southern California. They only used the venue once. And uh, I mean, I don't want to sound biased, but California races are fun because I guess I see all my friends. Right. And then, of course, I'm making more friends on the East Coast and Midwest. But, um, you know, I've done Jersey now twice, and I've only done Carolina once, but I'm now starting to branch out more toward the East Coast. So I think overall I do like my California races because they are my home races. Oh, I really love the stadium race in San Francisco. That was fun. That was like funsies. I really totally thought that, that, that was definitely a quick and fast race in the stadium. Totally different. 
but I had a good time. Just like going through the whole place and going through the the back part, and I had a that was a fun race. Not gonna lie. I haven't, and, uh, I haven't done one of those. Warrior I don't Dash want to do one of those two. was super fun. That's my funsies race too. Uh, I enjoyed getting my funky hat and <laughs> just you know drinking better beer. And I think um, that was fun too. So overall, every course is different, but I like seeing people that like all my friends and I get to like run to everyone. And uh, something California, I get to see a lot. Or all in California, I get to see a lot of my friends at every race. But like I said, I'm branching out and. Hopefully I can meet new people uh, where I go. Yeah, my buddy Michael, he always complains about the beer at the different venues. When we went to North, uh, the North Florida one a couple of weeks ago, they were given, and I, I don't drink, so I don't, I don't know if this is right. Is it, is it Land Shark? Is that what it's called? Something like that. Is that a beer? I, I'm not quite sure. It's a bottled beer. I, I, I don't know what it was called. But it was it was something different that we we had never seen at another race. I forget what it was okay. called, but it was actually, you know, one of the better ones. He said. But uh, okay. So, what was the race that you liked the least, or the the one that was the the hardest? That I liked the least. Definitely was not a fan of the Las Vegas Spartan Race Super that made us run all throughout the sand. It was running through the beach. It was horrible. Yeah. I really, I was not a fan of that race. It was not even in Las Vegas. It was a hundred miles away, almost. It's Spartan Race called Las Vegas uh, because it was the closer, bigger city. They should have just called it Mesquite, Arizona. Yeah, they're bad about that. They're bad about that. They'll say, because last year they called the Florida, they called it the Jacksonville Super. It was like an hour and 15 minutes away from Jacksonville. So this year they changed, it was at the same place this year, but they changed it to the North Florida Super. (laughs) And then uh, another race, the San Jose race, is brutal. It's super tough. It's one of the worst mountains ever. So... I remember uh, doing it, and I also got the flu the next day. I was not. I was. I was racing so much that my body was doing double. I was just exhausted. But I got the flu, and it's not good. But oh, that the San Jose Mountain. Let's just say that was probably one of the hardest mountains ever. It, it was so steep that it was just like wow. And they made us do the bucket or the sandbag right when we got there. It was like the, one of the first obstacles. So, but it was challenging, but it was definitely brutal. And I remember this guy had a DNF because he like literally sprained his leg or something, or like the first, literally the first mile. Wow, I've and, seen that uh, before seen too. Real, I've seen things on the course where it was scary, hearing people crying. And the Tahoe Beast was the one that I saw a lot of people. Um, I, I had to hold this person's head up because her eyes were rolling in the back of her head. No way. Either. Yeah, she was screaming at the top of her lungs. And I'm like, crap, I need to go, but then I can't leave her. But then more people started surrounding her and making sure she was awake. She either, um, it was brutal. And, you know, this was uh, this was more of an open wave. Uh, that was when I did my, my you know, the 2015 Spartan race uh, for the World Championships. But it was definitely, um, it was definitely uh, scary to see that. Dang. 
wonder what was wrong with her. Um, I think it was either cramping, and she was cramping so hard she didn't not feel. So there was something going on with her, but I told her to keep awake, and I told her she was going to be okay. Dang. That's nuts. And then security came. <laughs> well, Jerome, we've been going on a little bit more than an hour, man. I ain't going to hold you up anymore. I appreciate you talking to us. What's your next race? Uh, yeah, my next race will be in uh, Monterey next week, uh, running elite, and then I'll be in Chicago uh, both days, and then I have to go on a work trip. But uh, uh, it'll be interesting. And then I have, I think I have Kentucky in July, and then I have Utah if I do go, and West Virginia, then Killington. Then we'll, yeah, it's it's gonna continue. <laughs> so that's cool. Hey, you better try to get on TV and or on the live feed in Monterey. Definitely, <laughs> I I. Definitely will try. Yeah. Sure. Get out there in the front of the box in the elite crowd. <laughs> <laughs> no, they get super like. I, I I know my friends in elite, but they get really like whoever stands in the front, and I'm like I'm just I'm the one that veers to the right. I I try not to bust my energy at the first. Oh, I, I never do. I, I never get up front. I gradually get my energy the uh, two or three mile, or the, like around there. But my first mile is when I just have to like power walk. Or if it's going up a mountain, yeah. I definitely don't want to use all my energy because that's where that's where it kills people, or not kills per se, but you don't want to use your energy on a mountain. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Jerome, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, man. And if anybody wants no to like talk to you, or uh, you got a Facebook, but what's your Instagram again? My Instagram is OCR underscore Jerome. Okay, cool. Well, hey, man, appreciate you talking to us, and uh, we'll talk to you later, man. Fantastic. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Jerome again for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, next weekend, I will be in Virginia. Come up to me and tell me what's up. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and if you got time, leave us a review on iTunes. We'll see you at the next race. Peace. Peace.